You are listening to She Speaks by the Great Canadian Woman. The great Canadian woman makes waves, she moves mountains, and she blazes trails. This podcast is a compilation of inspirational Canadian women sharing their message, their insight, their experience, and their expertise. and compassion, strength and softness, pride and humility, independence and connectedness. The great Canadian woman unites us by both our similarities and our differences, and this is where we listen, learn, connect and grow. You can learn more about our publishing opportunities, events and how to be a contributor on the She Speaks podcast or blog by visiting www.thegreatcanadianwoman.ca. friends and welcome to this episode of She Speaks. Number one, what's up? My name's Danny D. Danny Driuso. I'm a voice and leadership specialist. I'm a podcast host. I'm an author. I'm a speaker and I'm here to help you own the F out of who you are and stop apologizing for your emotions and your body and your freaking brilliance. And I'm on a mission to help women all around the world, especially here in Canada to stop apologizing for the space that we take up in the world because the whole idea that we even have to apologize for it, the whole idea that we have to be quiet about it, the whole idea that we have to dim down our brilliance is a bunch of BS and we are going to bust that open today and every single day. Secondly, I want to give a huge shout out to the She Speaks fam jam for having me on here. I absolutely adore you guys. I adore your message. I adore what you are doing in this world and I am absolutely honored to be a contributing podcaster for your whole platform. And I'm obsessed with you guys and I love you so, so much. So what I'm excited to bring to my humans today, you humans right now that are listening, whether you are doing your laundry or you are driving in your car or you are taking care of your kiddos or going for a walk outside or whatever you're doing right now, I am so excited to hang out with you for the next little bit. And what I'm going to share with you today is going to help you not only know what you bring to the table in every single area of your life, your relationships, your businesses, or career, but it will also allow you to walk into your life like you own the place because you freaking do. And if you're like, oh no, I don't, uh, you do. You do because you are the only one living your life. You are the only one experiencing your life in your own body. And you're the only one who can interact with your life in the way that you can interact with your life. And oftentimes we kind of oversight that. What we tend to do is we tend to like come out of the womb and we go to school or we hang around certain environments or we look at our family life and 
we are doing the monkey see monkey do thing where we're saying, okay, cool. I'm going to watch everyone else. I'm going to see how everyone else is acting. I'm going to listen to the people who don't get in trouble, or I'm going to listen to the people who are getting attention, or I'm going to listen to the people around me who seem like they got their shit together. And I'm going to try to mimic what they're doing because I want what they have. And so what we do is we go through our entire life looking around us and thinking, okay, what do I need to do to get what I want? We look at people who have what we want. We say, okay, how can I be like them? We look at other people who have the relationships we want and we say, okay, how do I look like them? How can I look like them? How can I act like them? How can I speak like them? That's clearly why they got that. That's clearly why they have that relationship. That's clearly why they have something that I do not have. We open magazines. We look at bodies that are shown on the front cover and we think, oh, if I want to be seen like that, if I want to be admired like that, I got to look like that, right? And then we go through life and we look at our society and we have experiences that validate that. And that is how our current society is set up. In a really weird way, our current society is all about teaching us and telling us how we are allowed to take up space in the world. And I want to share with you guys right now, right here, person to person, human to human, I want to share with you that you need to look at every single thing that you've been told about how you are supposed to take up space in this world. And I want you to question it because it's all created by someone else's standard of what is good, what is acceptable, what is okay. It's all based on someone else's idea of what success of what beauty, of what brilliance looks like. And that other person, whoever created that, even our society, the people who decided that and implemented it, they are just working off of their own biases. They're just working off of their own understanding of the world. But it's not law. It's not. It is not, it was not meant to be the be all and end all of our existence. Because the be-all and end-all of our existence is how we live our lives. So today, I'm very excited to bring you this episode because we're going to talk about leveraging your strengths and we're going to talk about knowing who the F you are so that you know what you bring to the table so that you can walk into your life like you own the place because you do and you can call the shots and you don't have to try to fit who you are into the standards of what other people say. You don't have to try to fit your expression or your emotions or your beliefs or what you want to wear your desires into what your environment tells you to. And I want to share with you that the reason why I'm coming and sharing this specific podcast with you is because I was a pro at this. Okay. I was a pro. I literally got a degree in being other people for the approval of others. I got a degree in acting. My entire life and career was set around Who do I need to be to win the approval of my peers? Who do I need to be to win the approval of every audition room that I walk into? Who do I need to be in order to keep the peace? I had a super volatile environment at home that I was like, cool, how can I read everyone's emotions all the time? And how can I bend who I am to make sure I don't rock the boat? Then I would go into my career and be like, okay, cool, who do I need to be right now in order to get the job done, in order to get a job, in order to be liked by my colleagues. Like everything was so based on 
what do I need to do in order to make other people happy? What do I need to do in order to have other people see me as capable, valuable, productive, efficient, right? And we do this through everything. Like we go to school and they tell you what you need to do to get an A plus. And then you go into the real world and you're like, Hey, cool. How do I get this A plus? And that A plus can be validation in a relationship or that A plus can be validation in a career with a raise or whatever that is. And we end up having lives that are so reflective of our environments instead of taking ownership for our lives and figuring out what we bring to the table and how to leverage and master that so that we can create a life that we are so wildly obsessed with and that we are acing so that we don't need an A plus from anyone else. We don't need approval from anyone else. We got this because we know ourselves and we know our shit. We know what we're good at. We know what we bring to the table and how we can leverage it and how we can actually be the most efficient version of us that we can be in relationships and businesses and careers and just in life in general, that we can be the best mom that we can be, that we can be the best sister that we can be, that we can be the best friend that we can be because we know how we work. And what's interesting to me is that a lot of the times, like we're not taught to know how we work. When I say that we're, we base a lot of stuff out of our environment, I say that like a lot of the things that we shame ourselves for, the parts of us that are actually really incredible, we're not taught to see the value in them. We're taught to see how they don't fit into our environment or someone else's expectations of us. So imagine if you sleep in a lot, you love sleeping in, it's your favorite thing ever. And you wake up and you're like, oh, I slept in again. I, ugh, I'm so lazy. Or you have someone say, oh, you're so lazy, right? All you do is sleep. Now, for someone else, that might be a story. Or for you, you might have heard that growing up, that you're so lazy, that that just makes you lazy if you like your rest. But in factuality, if you saw the benefits of that, it might be that you really value rest. You want to be the best version of you in relationships, and you want to be well-rested. So in order to be the best version of you, that's something that you need to leverage. You need to get a full hour of sleep. And a funny thing with this is that this is how we also start to create boundaries, like really efficient, effective boundaries that help people be successful, not only in relationships with us, but it helps people be successful in um, careers with us. It helps people be successful in friendships with us because we know ourselves so well that we're, we can name things. We can actually utilize and leverage how we naturally work to be the most efficient version of ourselves. So I'm going to give you five ways right now where you can really hone in on what your strengths are, hone in on who you are when no one else's expectations are on you and how you can leverage that to your benefit. Okay. So get a pen and paper ready. If you got one close by or rewind this as many times as you physically want to, or just listen and absorb this information because it's so valuable. So the first thing that I want you guys to do is I want you to start to look at your environment, right? This is where we start first. I want you to look at your environment and I want you to ask yourself one thing, okay? Do I feel free? Now, whatever that means to you, that's perfect. But I want you, we're looking for feelings. We're not looking for logical situations here because oftentimes we can, we can have freedom, but do you feel free? Do you feel free 
to speak your truth? Do you feel free to stand up for who you are? Do you feel free to be yourself? Do you feel free to express something or be joyful or happy or blissful? Like, do you feel free to be? And ask yourself that. That's your first thing, looking at your environment, asking yourself, do I feel free? And every single moment that you don't feel free, every single moment that you feel restricted, this brings us to number two, question it. I want you to start questioning for yourself some of the things and restrictions and rules and expectations that are on you. Because if you don't feel free and you're consenting to someone's rules, expectations, or opinions, then it might be something that conflicts with your natural value system. It might be something that conflicts with how you see the world. Number three, pay attention to that. Pay attention to when you start to say, oh my gosh, nope, I don't, I don't subscribe to this. This doesn't feel good to me. I don't like this. This feels icky. This feels constricting. This feels not okay. And this is one of the most beneficial things. When we start to question, so we look at our environment. We, I, I tell my clients, this is like a litmus test, right? Like you go ahead and you like take a little litmus test, you dip it in the water and you see where you're at, right? And then you say, okay, cool. That's where I'm at. Now, what do I want? It's not this. Awesome. How do we correct this, right? Like how do we, how do we correct the water? How do we correct the pH levels? How do we correct this right now? And questioning kind of starts that process. This was huge for me personally. We're going to go on a little mini tangent. We'll come back. So for me personally, this was huge for me when I was going through my true journey about body neutrality. I got really fed up with constantly feeling like how my body took up physical space in the world was not okay. I had been yo-yo dieting for my entire life. I was on my first diet when I was about 10 years old. I had massive body dysmorphia in university. I had eating disorders throughout high school. Like that was my life. And it got to a point just this past year. Thank you very much. I'm 27 now where I started to, instead of questioning my body and how my body fit into my environment, I questioned my environment It took me 27 years, but I finally questioned my environment. Now, this experience for me looked like, why do I feel shame around these people? Why do I feel like my body's not welcome here? Why do I feel like I have to go on a diet right now? Why, why, why? And what that led me to discover was diet culture, the culture in which It convinces us that the smallest amount of physical space that we take up in the world, the better. It had me unpacking things like fat phobia and my own biases and my own discoveries around what I think about other people's bodies. And it had me question my environment, had me question my values, and it had me come back home to what I actually have always believed. And what I've always, always believed is that my body is the least interesting thing about me. That doesn't mean I don't get to feel real, real hot in it. That doesn't mean that I don't take care of it because hello, my body is meant to keep me alive. So I'd like it to keep doing that. So therefore I will take care of it. It's not complacency. And have me question things for myself of like, these people are telling me this about if I don't think this way, 
but what, what's actually the real thing for me? I had people tell me that if I don't subscribe to body or a diet culture, that I'm going to be complacent with my body. And I was like, Hmm, that doesn't feel right to me because every single time that I've been on a diet, I've hated my life. But when I'm not on a diet and I feel really good about my body, I started moving my body more. I started eating healthy foods because I didn't want to feel like shit. I was not complacent. And so I knew in my heart that that was a lie. And that's what starts to happen when you start to question your environment and question the things that you see. You see where you're at, see where you feel restricted. You start to question it and you start to take action from that place and figure out what happens next, right? Which brings me to number four. I want you, now now that you've questioned all those things, now that you've looked at your environment, now that you've seen where you're at, I want you to pay attention. That's number four. Pay attention to when you feel bliss. Pay attention to when things are easy for you. Pay attention to when you feel really freaking good about what you're doing. And then pay attention to when the shame comes in. Okay. Pay attention to when the shame comes in. You are like, oh, I'm going to sleep in tomorrow. I'm going to feel so well rested. I feel amazing. And you're like, well, that makes me lazy. Ooh, nope. Don't want that. (laughs) Because what does that do? You're shaming yourself for something that your body needs. And this is, we are programmed to do that because someone might've told you you were lazy in high school. Someone might've said that you're lazy and whatever, or that you're subscribing to a system that really, really prides itself on being the most productive member of society. But what do you believe? Do you believe that rest is valuable? Awesome. Own it. Which brings me to number five, own it, own it, own it, own it, own it. So when you start to question, you start to take action, you start to see what brings you bliss, then you need to start owning it. Cause that's where you see these strengths of yours, the things that are like actually a really huge benefit and start to see the benefits of the, that part of yourself. For me, I'm a huge procrastinator. I've always been like, oh, I'm a huge procrastinator, but I'm only, this is the truth of the matter, right? This is where we question our environment. We question the things that we're, we stop shaming ourselves for things. We start to see where we're at. I always thought I was such a procrastinator because I left things to the last minute. But here's the truth. If I am passionate about something, if I'm inspired by something, I will get it done right away. And not only will I get it done right away, I'll get it done quickly, efficiently, and it'll be the best thing you've ever seen. But if I'm not passionate about something, last minute, not my best quality of work. Does that make me bad? I don't think so. I used to think so. I don't think so anymore because I've done the work to question my environment and see what's up. The truth of the matter is, now I know. I know myself enough taking this taking this work into consideration, I know myself enough to be able to sit here and say to you that that's actually my superpower. Now, why is that my superpower? Because I literally physically cannot be incredibly efficient at things that I don't care about. And what does that tell me? That tells me that I need to put my energy in things that I really, really care about. So how do I leverage that? I start to say yes to projects that light me up. And start to say no to projects that I know I will be half-assing. I start to say no to projects that I know will not benefit me. And will not benefit the people around me because I won't have my heart in it. So what I used to see as procrastination, it's actually a superpower. I see this with my clients with stubbornness. They're like, oh, I'm so stubborn. 
yeah, good. You might be stubborn in a relationship and that might not really serve you. But when you put your mind to something, do you get it done? Yeah. Because you're so stubborn about the things that you care about. Cool. How could you leverage that? And all this, this whole podcast, everything that I'm telling you right now, all it comes down to is us looking at all the things that people told us was wrong about us and taking our power back because nothing was ever wrong with us. We were just built in environments that didn't work the way that we work, which is fine because the only thing that works the way we work is us. The only thing that's going to be able to leverage and live our lives based on our strengths and the things that bring us joy and the things that we're really freaking good at is us. But it starts with us pulling back and no longer subscribing to the environment, no longer subscribing to society norms, no longer subscribing to what our family thinks or what our parents think or what our school system has taught us and literally just coming back to us. And the reason why I say start with your environment, not like look within right away is because you're already doing it. You're already looking at your environment and saying, who do I need to be right now? So if we just look at our environment in a different way, because we're already looking at our environment, if we start to question it, then we start to deconstruct, dismantle that stuff. And then all we have is, whoa, our little pH or our little litmus test where we get to say, whoa, how do I feel right now? What do I believe right now? What am I feeling right now? right? How can I question this? Oh, what do I actually believe? Now that I know the truth about my environment, what do I actually believe? What do I want to believe? What do I want to see in my life? Right? But it starts with questioning. It starts with seeing where you're at and it starts with being okay with coming back home to who you are. So you can start to communicate who you are to other people. Because once you start to master knowing who you are, mm, it gets so much easier to be in a relationship and say, Hey, I really value my sleep in order to be the best version of me for you, for our relationship. I need to get a full eight hours. So I need you to respect that. I need you to support me within that. And what I need from you is just being okay that I go to bed early. And then your, your partner says, Oh yeah, no problem. If they can't handle that, that's a whole nother thing. It's not a you thing because you stated your boundaries, you know who you are. And right then you're leveraging it because you know that you doing that for you makes you the best version of you. And that's what your life is about. And when you start to go and master that, that, that knowing who you are and knowing what ways you are the most efficient version of you and you start to communicate that, you walk in like you own the place because you do. You start to be able to walk into rooms and knowing what you need, you get to communicate how you can be supported. You get to communicate how someone can love you and your entire environment is waiting for you to tell it what you need and to show up for it. So that's what I'm going to leave you guys here with today. If you have any questions about this episode, if you freaking loved it, I would love for you to tag She Speaks on the internet and also tag me, Danny Driuso. And I would love to hang out with you on all social medias. Come find me. I love you guys so much. Kick ass, take names, change the world. You're fabulous. Stop being so secretive about it and go walk into your life like you own the place because you do. Love you guys. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into the She Speaks podcast by the great Canadian woman. Remember to subscribe to the show on your favorite player so you don't miss a single episode. 
And if you love what we're doing here, we would be so appreciative if you could leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And if you want to connect with today's guest or become a guest on the show yourself, head to thegreatcanadianwoman.ca forward slash podcast. Until next time, make waves, move mountains, and blaze trails. Thank you.